now tying it back into the last section um, of of the second law chapter law. summaries is is um, highlighting the benefits of avoiding a bad habit to make it seem unattractive, right? So now it's kind of tying into okay, how would someone go about making a habit a bad habit unattractive? Mm. Well, and, and associating that that positive and negative feeling, uh, you know, and trying to you know, psych out your subconscious in, in a way and finding ways to do that, you know, and that's uh, being creative, uh, in your own life. Cause only, you know, you know, what helps you trigger in a positive or a negative way. So true. I mean, I had a, a high school teacher that had just pictures of uh, mouth cancer on every single wall in the mm-hmm. bathroom everywhere. He's like, I don't care if you smoke cigarettes, but what you're not going to do is do chewing tobacco. and i'll never forget that and he just had that whole place littered with negative cues or negative reminders Mm -hmm. yeah i mean just quickly going into that adding on to that yeah i think those are the i guess posters that i remember uh mostly from school is the chewing tobacco ones where they where people get gum cancer and and their teeth are all you know messed up those are the ones that i guess are more stand out more in my mind well and the other one too uh taking it back to school at least in our generation is drunk driving oh yeah yeah, yeah so i mean every every school has their you know regional kid who passed from it and they're in the mom that champions the awareness to young high school kids about why drunk driving is bad and then you in your health classes wear the drunk goggles and uh you know you remember that because they spend literally every year of high school hammering that into you now that it's known as such a you know thing that can be avoided if you just try to hammer that in at a young age yeah so i, I think the biggest takeaway f- from this law is is i guess from the second half of this law is making it unattractive figuring out um what are the bad habits a- in your life and if you can't if you're having a difficult time making them attractive well you can make them unattractive and, you know, I think this is a major work. I would describe a major work as something you could read over and over and over again and find mm-hmm. different uh, gems. I mean, a lot of the stuff may seem simple, but there's, a, you know, you could just go over it again and find new stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I think because I was reading a lot of audiobooks before this, but that's why I love having the hard copies because um, I don't know which one of you said it the other day, but uh, I think one of your favorite authors, I think it was like Tim Ferriss or something, where he said, I'm going to keep these books here. And, and the main books and I'm going to reference them at different points in my life because, you know, the principles never really change. Mm. Right. The principles are going to stay true and out throughout, you know, history. You know, I think just the situations change. Right. And, and where you apply them. But, yeah, I think now hard. Uh, what's it called? Hard copies is all I buy because I can now put them on my bookshelf and reference them and, uh, you know, apply it. Oh, I'm a hard copy fiend, man. But that's a great example of applying what they're talking about in the book, you know putting um, stuff that you know that you want to be reminded of in a place that you could see it regularly so you don't have to do it. You make it easy for yourself. Exactly. It's it's, it's understanding that water is going to flow and you can shape the river mm-hmm. uh, and let the easy become easy and, the, and you know, avoid the hard Yep. naturally. And, and with that, we're going to go into our third break. We'll be right back after thanking our sponsors. Hello, guys. Are you looking for a cozy environment? Are you sick and tired of eating the same old garbage out of your uh, kitchen, doing all those dirty dishes, going to the store. Come over to Haas Culture and grab a uh, delicious hamburger served with a smile. Located 1121 Del Paso Boulevard. You can find us at HaasCulture.com as well as on Instagram at HaasCulture. See you soon. 
Natural Defense, the best nature has to offer in hand sanitizers with jojoba, vitamin E, and other vital essential oils. And we're back, 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 back. Yes, we are back from our break from thanking our sponsors. Um, Grant, do you want to tell us what the third law is all about? Yeah, so the third law is make a good habit easy and a bad habit difficult. So um, just through more awareness and the basic cycle, um, finding other tweaks and, and ways that we could further make our life easy and um, help us just use the willpower and the tools that we have to make better decisions and, and become that person that we want to be. Mm -hmm. And tying into that, um, this, the second bullet point is the most effective form of learning is practice, not planning. And not to say that the other forms aren't effective I, you know I, I like the 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 quote and it goes you know plan do review um because but do right the the what's it called form of learning is the practice right the do is the practice it, it bridges both the the planning and the reviewing so that's why i i think it is the most effective because but the other two are effective but not the most effective well, and I think the this honestly is my favorite, and I was just talking about it off the air. Uh, this is by far my favorite example of that they illustrate in the book, and um, I'm gonna read out of the book here so yeah. we can get this. On the first day of class, Jerry Olsman, a professor at University of Florida, divided his uh, photography students into two groups. Everyone on the left side of the room, he explained, would be in the quantity group, and they solely they graded solely on the amount of work they produce. And on the final day of class, they would tally the number of photos submitted by each student. 100, 100 photos would rate in A, 90, and B, and 80, and C, and so on. Meanwhile, everyone on the right side of the room would be in the quality group. They would only be graded on the excellence of their work, and they would need to only produce one photo this semester to get an A. It had to be a nearly perfect image. At the end of the term, he was surprised to find that all the best photos were produced in the quantity group. During the semester, these students spent, were busy taking photos, experimenting with composition and lighting, testing out various methods of the darkroom, and learning from their mistakes. In the process of creating hundreds of photos, they honed their skills. Meanwhile, the quality group sat around speculating on perfection, and in the end, they had little to show for their efforts and other than unverified theories in one mediocre photo. And that's just, Ooh. and that's just what it comes down to. Uh, that it, really, at the end of the day, it's about sending and constantly doing, man. And the, I, I have a, my own saying: it's the, either you're pending an idea or you're sending an idea. Ooh, and if you're constantly that. sending, that's what's gonna. That's at Don Rands, baby. At yeah. Don Rands, baby, uh, is that you have to do and constantly do. And if you're trying to perfect whatever that do is, you can only do it by doing it more. Yeah. I used to be a swim coach, and I used to tell people, you can read all the books about swimming you want, but when you get in the water, <laughs> you're going to have to start back from zero. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up is what counts. And it, it gives another example, right, of, and I think it's in this chapter, um, of working out, right? If you want to work out, um, start off small, right? Start off with a five-minute workout, and you have to you have to leave the gym or you have to stop working out after those five minutes, but you get in the habit of showing up showing up and working out whether it be for five minutes for 30 minutes but as as the more as the amount of times you show up gets more consistent then you can start increasing the the amount of time you are working out for 
Incline bench every day, though. All day. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite's just getting in the gym. Yeah. Don't even do shit. Just get in the front door. Pull up to the parking lot. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, you know what I'm saying? It's just that first step is the hardest one, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, the other really cool thing this chapter talks about that I don't know if it gets enough attention is uh, the focus on taking action and not being in motion. Uh, and this is a principle that uh, to me was cemented in the four hour work week. Right. And there's a difference between being productive and being busy. You know, a lot of people at their job. Right. When you're when you have the boss coming by, it's more about looking like you're busy and looking like you're doing something even at the end of the day, if it's not producing anything, if you're just clicking on your mouse and like typing some random shit, when the boss goes by you, okay, that's fine. But what really leads at the end of the day is being productive. And I think that's the difference between, uh, you know, a business owner and an employee and an employee goes to work every day and is trying to fill their time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the boss is focusing on the production. What is actually being produced from the collective action of the group and what at the end of the day are we shipping and sending right Mm -hmm. and focusing on the actual production of what you're trying to accomplish and achieve is going to really help you fine-tune the habits towards making that that production the goal of what you're trying to accomplish yeah the the thing that i love is is you, you still focus on the quality but it comes with having the mindset of focusing on the quantity right where it's the quantity is doing 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 and what what measures the quality of that time is how much you did and that's coming from the quantity right how much you finish how much you actually got done you know the 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 importance of of what you got done right so i think it also does tie in the quality but it ties it in in a different way by measuring how much you got done and how much you showed up Totally. And I feel like he really highlights how big of a difference reps and the number of reps, uh, uh, whatever you're doing makes, you know, and back to that incline bench. (laughs) It's the opposite of that because, uh, you know, that's time under tension. So you just want to do them really slow and it's about the time uh, of the resistance. But, you know, if I had a lot of resistance on one photo in that that classroom, I would still be screwed because I didn't have all the experience and the Mm -hmm. start and finish and the start and finish and the start and finish. Well, and I think another example there is, uh, and take it to business, do you want to have the guy uh, that's, you know, focuses on one sales call, two sales calls, or the guy that's done 100 sales calls? You know, he'll get through the point, and I'd rather get a no faster than try to, you know, gerrymander around and get a freaking yes that might be half-assed and, you know, probably pull out on the back end. You, you want those reps, and, and, and through refining and understanding the different, you know, cues that come from a conversation, what will ultimately lead to a sale, you're only going to get that through repetition. Yeah. Uh, a favorite thing is um, that I like, and I got this from his his YouTube channel is called uh, the UK's uh, most hated uh, sales trainer. And he goes through, he's like, how you can tell that a, a sales call or sales meeting went went like shitty is because when you ask the salesperson how it went is oh i think this or i think that and i think that and i'm gonna go make a proposal now for right so they focus more on just staying busy versus the quality of the answers that they got mm-hmm. that will ultimately lead to the the, 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 outcome. the yeah the outcome and i think which is i hope which is i don't yeah. feel it right now <laughs> yeah that's right exactly uh the other thing i like about this chapter and the making good habits easy and bad habits difficult uh and like you're talking about don um just shipping product shipping delivering product uh taking action 
um, it gets you out of that little whirlpool and gets you back into the, the fast lane, you know? And I feel like action to me is liberating. Oftentimes I get into a little situation and I'm like a deer in the headlights. Uh, I may be overwhelmed. I may not have enough information. Take action. That's the, that's the key. Yeah. The solution to any problem is massive action. It's, yeah. You can sit there and plan. Like, let's 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 take breaking up with a girlfriend for an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, a great example. You can you can think uh, about all the million ways to break this off and 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 you know try to make it land easy. You still want to be their friend, but you just fucking go head up, deer in the headlights, and take it on like a champ. Sorry, man, you're gone. Yeah. And speaking of which, actually, real real funny, I saw on. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. Someone hired Bruce Buffer to break oh up with her girlfriend, <laughs> and you're gone. It's time for you to move on. It was it was hilarious. No, yeah, I mean tying back into taking action. There's obviously a certain amount of friction that that goes into completing the action, actually taking it right. So, mm-hmm. what I love about the book is it. it either says reduce the friction associated with good behaviors or you can increase the friction associated with bad behaviors based off you know what you're aware of and and where you want to be and who you want to be um you know when friction is low habits are easy right so if you reduce the friction of what it's going to take to complete that action on a good behavior you know you're just making it easier for yourself and vice versa i totally agree uh just to connect it one more time because it's so powerful Massive action makes it easier because you mm-hmm. get into that habit. You know, it's like you do the project. I've never built a desk before, but on your 16th desk, you better have an idea what's going yeah. on. You no, know, for sure. And that's it's it's just the way. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah, you ultimately, as you take that action over and over again, you um, it just becomes second nature, and you you decrease the level of mental bandwidth that it takes to complete it and grant i uh you brought this up earlier and i'm gonna allow you to talk about it the uh the human behavior follows the law of least effort yes it says we will gravitate towards uh the option um that requires the least amount of work uh and quite frankly i mean it makes sense yes it does. uh nature is built on efficiency you know uh, we only have so many resources and we want to use those um the best that we can and so um, I'm trying to think of this guy's name. Um, he, he wrote a book uh, about organization. Um, it's really awesome. I'll think of it one day. But he says, I'm the laziest guy you know. That's why I'm an organizational expert. Because I don't want to waste my time diddling and daddling. You know, I want to be a man of my word, but I also don't want to do shit. And so I lo- to me, that's a cause I can get mm-hmm. behind. I don't know about you guys, but no, I just identify that. it. And it makes me feel good that it's not... I don't have to judge myself for wanting to pick the most efficient action all the time just saying that you know in different situations whether it's uh, a voice in the back of my mind like ooh, uh should i you know crash my car so i can get a new one or whatever the easiest <laughs> and i could be like no because you know whatever but uh but just having it out there makes me feel good i like to state how uh i come back to this after ma- massive sending in dms and trying to get some sales i had a guy's like hey man i'm down to get a your 32 32 pack he's like well how much stuff comes in the second one like bro, I'm gonna upsell you. Get that $1,200 order of a fucking $3,000 day to baby. Let's go. Send ship massive amounts of tatulovis care out in the world. You need it for your skin. Why? Comedogenic scale, stages of tattoo healing, and the you all, knew that. 
you need that. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? That's the best. <laughs> uh, but anyway, now we're uh, back in the game, and, uh, you know... Again, I feel like this might be the most important law. Uh, not necessarily. I wouldn't say no. I will, I will preface that. I think this this law encompasses a lot of what we're already saying, um, and it's just touching on a, uh, a bunch of things here. But uh, right next to the the item here, I wrote huge guys. Huge and the hand gestures coming to play there. Uh, shout out Donald Trump. But uh, <laughs> we actually don't like like him. But you know. Anyway. Uh, habits can be completed in a few seconds, but continue to impact your behavior for minutes or hours afterwards. And then what makes me think about this is that, that, that second split second decision to hop on the bike and, and work out for 30 minutes. Love it, dude. And how much that really plays into the rest of your day and hours afterwards Yeah. and making that good decision, you know, sticking to your routines and the feeling that you get, you know, not only afterwards and how it makes you go through your day with the, those added wins, but more importantly, you know, a month into it, when you've done your morning routine five times a week for four weeks, then you're like, damn, all right, now my cardio game is up because I mm -hmm. stuck to it and you build in that satisfaction, um, you know, early on and what it pays off in the long run. Yeah, I also love it because it emphasizes the power of now, which is another great book that I recommend reading. Um, but you know, after you, after you do the planning, after you do the reviewing, you know, always come back to the present because that's where the massive action is going to take place. And it's going to be how, how it said it. One simple decision that you make in the present is going to affect, you know, your future. Man, bringing it super deep, dude, bringing Eckhart into this. Uh, no, that's great, man. Um, I, that, that reminds me of a point I wanted to make earlier, which is it does bring you into the moment. It does give you the power of now. It does give you that agency. And um, it keeps you out of the past and the future, mm -hmm. which is immobilizing. That's yeah. where the action comes in. That's mm -hmm. why it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. I, I always like to say, and I mean, this, this is kind of, I guess it, it ties into it, but I, I, um, it's good to go into the present and the past. You know, obviously in the past when you're reflecting and, and in, the, in, the, in, the, sorry, in the future when you're planning, but always come back to the present because if you stay in either of those two realms too long, you know, you can get depressed or you can get anxiety from it if, you, if you're there too long, which, you know, I, I'm sure most people have experienced. Um, and if not, you know, you will. Um, so, but no, but I think that, that that's a good guideline to be like, it's important to do get, get it, go into those uh, two, two uh, stages, but it's always important to come back because you need to take action at the end of the day. For sure. And, um, the other one that's important here is the two minute rule and the two minute rule states when you start a habit it should take less than two minutes and the more you ritualize the beginning of the process the more likely you can slip into the state of deep focus that requires you to do great things and y you don't want to you want to make it as easy as possible you don't want to have uh you know things keep you from you know doing these habits right mm -hmm. you want you want them to be as condensed as possible stack them with the other ones that you're trying to build out get it all out of the way early get those those wins in and then go about your day yeah and um, it, it follows that up with standardize or yeah standardize before you optimize you can't improve a habit that doesn't exist boom, boom. and um you know it's the 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 important thing is to get started and and then get better 
you know, that reminds me of a big breakthrough that I had one time. I used to not be a big fan of English class. Um, and then later down the road, I learned uh, when I was writing something else, there's no such thing as writing. There's only editing. Facts. Editing, Straight editing, facts. editing, man. Straight facts. That's true. Fuck. All right, let's uh, kick it into the inversion here of, and then making it difficult. Um, and one of the cool things that's brought up here, and I'm actually going to bring open the book here, but uh, it talks about a commitment device. A commitment device is a choice that you make in the present that locks in a better behavior in the future. Um, and I think the, the example they use in the book is when you're trying to wake up early, you know, don't have it be on your phone, but be it on an alarm clock that you have to get up and get due. Mm -hmm. And that, that forces the action that, that initiates the habit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then kind of, you know, designing your, uh, you know, your changed habitual environment to provoke the action and keep you out of the motion. I think that's one of the ways that you could, um, make a good habit easier. Say if you're having problems with the alarm clock, but mm -hmm. if you don't have a problem with it, just the, the device itself, you know, adding that just, Hey, didn't have an alarm clock. Now I got one or yeah. it's not working for me. How could I tweak the situation to uh, get more juice out of it? Yeah. Uh, and speaking with a lot of uh, business owners and there's other people who really want to change that specific habit of theirs is um, a, a app that I recommend to anybody really is uh, Alarmy, Ooh. right? Alarm with mm -hmm. the Y at the end. It, it has different challenges that you can set to get the alarm to stop. One of them solving, you know, math equations. You get to choose the difficulty and the and the number of those equations. Another one is scanning barcodes. Let's say you have to scan the barcode on, you know, a coffee maker or like a, a like a box, right? Or like a cereal box. Damn. You have to go scan it in order for the alarm to to stop. And sometimes it has an option where you can't even delete the app. Like you got it, you know, and that's and that's that commitment device. Yeah. Is you, are you committed towards making this thing happen? Or are you or are you just, you know, kind of fair weather in the in the wind and letting things blow? Well, yeah. here's the thing. Somebody told me a long time ago when we we're talking about <clears throat> just personal growth change, who's, who, you know, lifestyle design type stuff is they said um, every habit that we had at one time was the most effective means that we had to serve our needs. Yeah. You know, and we told ourselves that time, you know, Lock me into this. It's like one of those superheroes. Like, lock me into this room. Whatever I say, like your inner sentinel that's trying to mm -hmm. make that true for you. Uh, whatever I say, don't listen to it. Just don't throw away the key. Never let me out. You yeah. know, and something happens, you really need to get let out. And then it's mm -hmm. like, nope, I'm doing what you said. You yeah. know, I'm, no, I'm doing what you said. And so battling that inner sentinel and battling that inner, you know, person who's trying to, to fight. And, and um, it's like one identity versus the other. Yeah. So. Uh, the example it gives in the book, I think, is the example in the Odyssey. Uh, where yeah, Odysseus yeah. tells you know his crew to tie him onto um, the tie him uh, to the to the sail yeah while, to the sail while they go through the while sirens. they go through the sirens right so yeah. he doesn't um, so they don't go towards them and ultimately you know sink or whatever right um, mm. but I think the modern version of that is how you said find that commitment device whether it be an app whether it be software I know there's software that you know allows you to block certain websites and no matter what you can do you can't access them or you know if, if you are that person that gets distracted it goes on Amazon goes on Instagram goes on Twitter you know so there's definitely software and tools out there um, especially with technology quickly advancing that will definitely lock in that right behavior and for like make it easier so if you can lock in that right behavior, it will just allow the, the, the action that you want to take, the, the, the more proactive action, and will ultimately help you build that habit in a much more um, easier and non-frictioned way. 
Totally, totally. It takes some of the weight off your shoulders. Uh-huh. And I was even thinking about uh, other examples like um, hiring a virtual assistant, mm-hmm. uh, signing up for automatic, you know, when you get your paycheck or whatever, just automatic monthly stuff coming out to go towards a savings or investing platform or something, you know, or uh, yeah. anything like that. So where you don't have to take the, it just happens automatically. So you're not mindful of it and it's happening, you know, behind your back. Mm-hmm. No, and that's that's those dis- uh, good decisions early while while constructing and, and, and trying to build that environment. And the other key thing right there too is, you know, you can set yourself up and have the plan of the environment in your head, but you have to also understand that there's a constant improvement there, mm-hmm. right? And that's the difference between staying in perfectionism, trying to build that that perfect environment around yeah. you. It's like no, just start doing it, yeah. and then through time and repetition, self awareness we be able to edit those small cues that throw you off track, yeah. right? Whether that's keeping this one food out of the cabinet or this, uh, you know, one thing that keeps you from going mm-hmm. on that bike ride or that run in the morning, you know, eliminate those, but continue to do. Yeah. And pretty much just how Grant said, um, you know, well, well first of all, you, you can't optimize something that you didn't start and how Grant was tying uh, writing into his, is um, there's no writing, there's only editing. So right well the same thing with video there's only there's no video taking it's only editing it's just editing and it's crazy too because they say a lot of uh, photographers that i know not that i'm a photographer or anything but they're like camera doesn't matter man it's about what's your eye doing and where where's your feet work you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's so you're editing the whole time capturing the shot then you you know the post-production and all that kind of stuff all right guys well yeah here we are um getting through uh the third law and onto the fourth which is Make a good habit satisfying and a bad habit unsatisfying. We'll get right to that after we thank our sponsors. Hello, guys. Are you looking for a cozy environment? Are you sick and tired of eating the same old garbage out of your uh, kitchen, doing all those dirty dishes, going to the store? Come over to Haas Culture and grab a uh, delicious hamburger served with a smile. Located 1121 Del Paso Boulevard. You can find us at HaasCulture.com as well as on Instagram at Haas Culture. See you soon. Natural Defense, the best nature has to offer in hand sanitizers with jojoba, vitamin E, and other vital essential oils. So we are back. We are not done quite yet, but we are almost at the end of the road. We are at the fourth law. Make a good habit satisfying or make a bad habit unsatisfying. And the most important thing, uh, like I kind of stated in the last uh, chapter, I feel like the last chapter is, you know, it summarizes a lot of the early concepts and the things that we've talked about throughout this entire show and episode. But the most important law is this law because uh, the the satisfying, unsatisfying, uh, because it ingrains the feeling of progress, which ultimately is what we're going for and what's really going to fuel us. And it's not... It's not the logic of why this habit is good. It's the feeling that's going to drive you towards the result mm-hmm. that you want. So true. Yeah, the emotion and the feeling because that's what ultimately drives People. action. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And there was a study done with um, exceptional students. Granted, these are exceptional students, and they tracked these young men through, uh, I think it was like seventh through graduation, you know, just to see mm-hmm. what would happen to them. And these were all like honor students, uh, but you know, as some of them got into high school and college, they just dropped off. Why? Because um, <clears throat> it just wasn't satisfying on the day to day. They weren't enjoying it, and they couldn't slog through four years of school without mm-hmm. something close to them every single day reminding them about why the long journey is worth it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And these are exceptional kids. What's going on with the unexceptional ones? You know? Yeah. 
No, it, it is kind of crazy because, I mean, I have seen that example, and I'm sure a lot of people have where it's the environment completely changes. And uh, we're, we're going to get into this in this chapter, right? But accountability, you know, also changes and the way that it's they're held accountable. Um, and that ultimately affects their, their productivity or, or their, their actions. Well, and uh, the chapter of the first um or the title of the first chapter of this law is the cardinal rule of behavioral change. And what that rule is, is what is immediately rewarded is repeated and what is immediately punished is avoided. Mm -hmm. Now, when you reward yourself or when you find ways to integrate that repeated reward or that immediate reward somehow, some way is gonna reinforce that good habit over time. And then when you find ways to punish yourself and not obviously drastically but uh immediately is how you avoid uh or how you ingrain a negative um you know negativity to the bad emotion while or reinforcing the positive with the good mm -hmm. no yeah and um it's important to be strategic and about the reward and the punishment i think you, it's easy to i guess when you first read it or hear about it it's easy to kind of maybe over to it we're not talking about literally like you know slapping yourself or you, you know whatever it may be but i think just be practical uh, about it within your situation um grant you were going to say something before i got started i don't, I don't know if, if i kind of got you off track no i was just gonna <clears throat> echo what you're saying and go into the different wavelength you know it's not just black or white exactly what you're saying you know it could be just a reminder Mm -hmm. You know, the reminder, oh, no, I didn't even know I was spending this money or, oh, I, I see how much I have in my bank account. Maybe I shouldn't buy that thing. Yeah. Which is before you're just flying in ignorance like, oh, yeah, I definitely need a new car, you know, or yeah. whatever you got going on. I, I think another really cool part of this chapter that I don't know if it gets enough credit is the uh, the the human brain evol is evolved to prioritize immediate rewards over delayed rewards. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just, again, kind of reinforcing the cardinal rule. But we humans are craving that that initial satisfaction right it's why social media is so good is because it's constant stimuli it's mm -hmm. constantly adding and fueling dopamine that dopamine yeah. what you're looking for to fulfill that craving but um what we really need is the delayed rewards right and entrepreneurship is a great example of this where it's not the one month or one day one week one month or even one year that's going to build the business it's the time consistently over a long period of time and mm -hmm. it's that slow rising of the tides that brings up the ship for you to then to set sail you know um that you have to stay patient and and track those small wins get you know pat your back when you make that good sale but that big sale is not going to fund your company or you know get you towards the end goal that you're looking for it's just part it's one uh lego piece in the puzzle that's going to make it you know go down the line mm. yeah no i agree and i i think that's the ultimate mindset that if you really want to progress and and grow is 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 the mindset that we need to have but i um in order to i guess get to that or or, or build the bridge to that it is you know the cardinal rule where it, it's it is um what's it called what is immediately rewarded yeah. is repeated and what is immediately Sorry, uh, is yeah avoided. i was i was gonna 
focus on the on the one after that but yeah um to get a habit to stick you need to feel immediately successful even if it's in a small way so i think ultimately obviously the goal is to be patient but in order to get to that and maintain it it, you know reward yourself every now and then but do it in a small way do it in a practical way that you know Mm -hmm. is is practical for your situation that's right and and it's uh celebrating the small victories that eventually will get you towards winning the war and I got to get back to mindfulness again, guys. I mean, it's just the smallest thing, but it's it's the thing that <clears throat> I use the most and to me is the most powerful as far as uh, making me change my actions in day-to-day life. But uh, being mindful of something and then having the small reward of just acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you know, just giving somebody just, hey, I see you doing that and that's great. You know, I'm really proud of you for doing that. I try to do that with uh, people that I work with, uh, vendors, or just all, all kinds of stuff, just mm-hmm. more positive reinforcement. Of course, you got to have the negative sometimes, but... Um, just seeing that and creating room for that, you know, yeah. so that can build. And then um, you see, you know, you're having the positive habits uh, more and more yeah. and, and they increase. And sometimes it's not even um, a statement that I guess you you would give to other people. Sometimes it's a question, you know, like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Right. So, I th- and, you know, obviously there's different approaches to it. But, yeah, having that mindfulness of and, you know, applying it to to your situation, not just for yourself, but, you know, obviously the, the people in your environment. And again, that uh, is reinforced and cemented by awareness, right? That's mm-hmm. the, the big key. And, um, you know, trying to take your ego out of the situation and, and remove the, the eye to understand the environment and to what's really going on, um, you know, is going to help you stay aware because your, your ego and your, oh, I'm the best is going to get out of the, is going to keep you from understanding exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten to play D&D before. One day I will. Um, but I love it nonetheless. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm vicariously living through all the uh, the BS that I find here and there. Um, but I like to see myself in the hero's journey. I like mm-hmm. to say, you know, Grant is just a hardworking guy that's trying his best, fighting the good fight against the dragons of the world. It's like, what would the hero do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, like it, pulling myself out, like you said, uh, from the environment so that I could get a little bit more awareness. And the other thing that I like about doing that is you get to create player sheets in D&D. And so even working on my own player sheet and a couple other books that I really like talk about something like that, like uh, E-Myth has a great example of really illustrating in excruciating detail what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but, you know, is this... the more clear that your identity is that will create satisfying actions for you on the step way to get mm-hmm. there because you're like, okay, I know this thing's, you know, reinforcing who I want to be, which is, you know, this guy or this gal, um, versus not knowing who your identity is, not spending time thinking about what the future, you know, holds for you and how you can get to the mountaintop, what that mountaintop is. Then you're just doing stuff for immediately reward only. You know, mm. you just find yourself like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my friend yeah. calls me. I just talk on the phone for five hours or I don't know. You know, I'm just going to go yeah. eat whatever. No, I agree. Um, knowing where you stand and where you want to be is, is, is a great way to start and, and keep going. But also another way to, I guess, kind of deepen that level of, of satisfaction um, is to, how says it right here? It's, um, is by having the feeling of making progress right and and then a way to do that is okay being aware of it but okay how can i track it right and and knowing that i'm making progress by constantly taking this action and for sure and then not to uh you know to kind of cap that first chapter it really um cements again the first three laws of behavioral change make it obvious make it attractive make it easy increase the odds of behavior 
uh, that that behavior will perform this time. But the fourth law, again, increases the odd uh, that the behavior will be repeated next time. And that's mm -hmm. satisfying because you're ingraining that satisfaction. You're ingraining yeah. that reward every time that action is done. Yeah. And, and you're able to track it. You're able to see it. You're able to, okay, mm -hmm. I can, I'm making progress. I am ultimately going in the direction where I want to go. And, and I'm actually am progressing and getting closer to every, every day. Mm. Well, and in the habit tracker is, uh, again, that's, uh, again, my tool that I use is Panda Planner, um, mm -hmm. because it's just, it's very cut and dry. It's very like, just, you see it, you see, you know, your daily actions. And when you go back, uh, or again, just kind of a quick synopsis is that you have your days, your weeks, and your months. You, you journal your day to day and you write out the task you want to complete in that day. You put that in to the time blocks that you have with pre-existing, uh, you know, things you have to do, whether it's a two o'clock appointment or a four o'clock call, mm -hmm. then you know, as soon as you wake up, okay, I have these things that I'm committed to already and all these other things I want to do. Where do those fit in that, that big bubble? Right. And sure i probably have six or seven things i need to do yeah i mean just to to lift off what he said you know um having a bunch of stuff getting more orientation um yeah through the awareness yeah you know? and, and that's that's why i started to cut you off yeah um that that's why i love just a simple to-do list like there's nothing i guess as satisfying to me as just crossing something off that i plan to do the crossing it off and also getting it out of your mind yep. into a place that you know you could go back to it in the future yeah just crossing it off yeah it's crazy the other thing too is being able to share it with others you know how mm -hmm. often i mean we can knock out a bunch of stuff ourselves. we may not need to uh write it down or make a list but when we need to work with others that clarity really really comes in handy yeah, it keeps everything organized and keeps everybody on the same page and it allows everything to flow smoothly. I was in a great, great <laughs> thought there. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. That's how yeah, it is. You just got woken up from the dream. It was, uh, um, you were talking about the Panda Planner and how that is an effective habit tracker for you. Yeah, so, I, I, okay, yeah, so back on that. So, right, you have your, your commitments that you have where it's, you know, two o'clock meeting four o'clock call yeah right but then you you see of those six things that you wanted to do right if the other things that you wanted to accomplish in that day whatever doesn't fill those gaps go into the next day mm -hmm. and then just from analyzing and repeating over time and time again do you know okay well realistically i can instead of trying to shoot for six and hit four you know start with four and maybe get to three but then you can start understanding what your actual output is and what it is of the group and then charting that over time and being able to fill other people's gaps. And I think that's where, you know, and being in an executive role in my company, uh, it's only through that repetition do you get to predict exactly what the output is and what, you know, we add this, you know, element to the game. What does that result produce because mm -hmm. you have the experience previously from tracking it and mapping it yeah. to understand what those cause and effects are going to be. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why, and this is something that I'm starting to implement now also too is, is systems, right? Obviously focusing on systems and building systems based off our experience. Right. But also now focusing our attention on this, on the things that we're not so experienced about and obviously trying things 
and seeing how they work out. So then we can ultimately build a system around that and and build that strength up. Using massive action to gain the hindsight of twenty the twenty twenty hindsight to use in the future, you know. But That's you can't have that clarity without doing it fifty times. Yep. Exactly. A, a quick snippet, dude. Right. So hindsight's twenty twenty, dude. Like. 2020 was one hell of a year yeah. in modern world. Oh, this, this is like, think yeah. about how... It's crazy. How connecting the dots over here. That's connecting the dots. Full circle, baby. Full circle, baby. <laughs> uh, that's Hoss culture, baby. Okay. Hindsight is 2020, man. You know, this year is uh, is going to be s- forever, you know, stuck in our minds as far as, w- you know, what we were doing in this pandemic. And, yeah. Uh, and a point that's coming to my mind now is I think... You either taking this time, all this added time of being at home, not doing the, the activities of going out and stuff, and are, are you sulking and you know feeling bad about yourself and not doing the things that you want to do, or are you taking this time to prepare, put things into practice, yeah. and, 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 and is this bonus time or is this time taken away from you? And it's mm-hmm. all a mindset, you know, towards your end goal and actively using what you what you get, you know. And even if you're just taking a hard L. And it's, you know, you just, you're losing, can't do anything about it. And it's just a shitty time. It's still a great time to take stock. Uh, you know, all the shitty times in my life help me have extreme gratitude for what I do have when I'm struggling now. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, to be fair, when I started off, when the, when the uh, what's it called, pandemic started kicking off and the lockdown and all that, not to get too much into COVID, but um, I was just playing Call of Duty. I remember. I was just playing Call of Duty just right no no keep keep going um but uh i i i asked myself it's like what it, what i'm doing right now will it will it allow me to be the person that i eventually want to be and it, and the answer was no so it forced me to learn new things and try out new things and ultimately adapt and pivot so then i can go in the direction i want to go in in this time of uncertainty so especially in time of uncertainty and uh, you know things being un- unpredictable right things changing every single day it's even more important to try out new things right because because um you know news is news is coming out every day you know you, you there is no certainty of of what's going to happen so it is even more important to to keep trying new things and and adapting and and ultimately just getting better and optimizing what you do yeah i love that man uh one of the, the, and I've been saying it, grow or die for a long time. Facts. But this book really crystallized it like 10x clearer for me when it said, um, when you're not doing something, you get brittle and hard by not changing. Oh, yeah, that Sun Tzu quote at the end. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we'll re- so we'll, we'll, key we'll, for we'll me. Definitely, man. We'll definitely, we'll definitely. Let's get back to that later, yeah. but that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's put a pin in that. Um, and another interesting thing that I think was brought up and uh, not discussed. Uh, was okay your D character sheets right uh in the advanced chapters it talks about you know being self-aware and knowing what your characteristic traits are let's put yourself in the environment that makes you succeed yeah right um but anyway let's let's get back to here so the satisfying and sat and you know uh, habit tracker and visual me- measurements i think one of the coolest things here and i think uh the working out is a perfect example of this but don't break the train uh, the chain. Keep the, uh, your habit streak alive. Never miss twice. If you miss one day, get back on the second day as quickly as possible. So when you miss a workout, it's it's like okay, like I'm gonna get back in there tomorrow. But as soon as you miss two, as soon as you miss three, it's over. Mm-hmm. You're done. 
your 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 streak of consistency is gone and now you have to muster up so much more energy to write try to reinvigorate that habit again where is if you just go miss a day but then come right back that's that comeback is, is just as important as it is as the start because mm -hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna lose all that momentum you gain yeah. very quickly um it says in the book it it's easier to keep doing something that you're already doing right so it's easier to stay on our phones when we're already scrolling on our phones right and then mm -hmm. before we know where you spent like an hour watching youtube videos you know i guess youtube videos that you're ultimately not learning from uh, you're just consuming um your time and, and it's not productive at the end of the day so keep, keep that in mind right how the how um that chapter uh summary says it's it's you miss a day get back up and you know get started again right don't don't try to take it to two days, three days, right? Because again, it is easier to keep on doing something that you've already been doing. So if you miss a workout, it's easier to miss two. If you miss two workouts, it's easier to miss four. If you miss four workouts, then it's easier to miss eight. So and you're not, and now you're not working out and yeah. you're now, not, like, what am I doing? Yeah. How do I get my life back? Now you're just in an, another hole, so. Exactly. It, and it's easy to stay in that hole when being in that hole is satisfying. That's right. You know, that's why you want to make it unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and going to the gym is satisfying, man. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, this last part of the book uh, or of this uh, law here. Um, it, we are less likely to repeat a bad habit if it's painful or unsatisfying. And a, and a real good, just like we talked about in the last uh, segment about um, a commitment device, but an accountability partner can create an immediate cost to inaction, right? And having that person that, like the the gym buddy is a perfect example mm -hmm. where you're like hey man we're going and like if you don't go you're flaking on me and you're a shitty person for doing that you know yeah because oftentimes we it's a lot easier for us to uh gather up some willpower to help somebody else than it is ourselves so when we're laying mm -hmm. in bed at you know 4 a.m and we're like oh my god well i can't let my buddy down you know yeah. i can do it for me but not my buddy yeah and, and i think it that that's why it is so important to surround yourself with the right people because um and I learned this from the, the book that I'm currently reading called Contagious. It's, um, you know, we say or do things based off will it, will it, will it gain a social currency within the circle that we're in. Mm -hmm. So if not going to the gym and you're surrounded with people who go to the gym, then that's your social currency or I guess your, your, your standing within the group decreases. And, and so that's why how Don was saying um, or in Don's example, you know, he was roommates with people who go to the gym who work out all the time. So his social currency wouldn't be that much if he didn't go to the gym versus if he did. And, and, um, yeah, exactly. You're putting yourself in the environment to succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, then again, that's, you know, another point what was made is right. You, you want to surround yourself with people that are striving for similar goals. Mm -hmm. And then when you're, you know, in our 14 of a work day, but you're at like a co-working center where everyone else is doing it. You just shut up and you fucking put your head down and you continue working, you know? Yeah. But if you're in a place where, uh, yeah, I'm, it's it, you know, my eighth hour is up on my clock and I'm out, I'm going home. Watching and everybody's Netflix. pestering you to come do whatever we're doing. Exactly. Water cooler talk or check out the cool thing. Or like, what are you doing over here? Yeah. We're grabbing drinks after work. <laughs> da, da, yeah. da, da, da. Like that's, again, that's where that cements and what you're doing there. Mm -hmm. And I've been in work environments where people have gotten fired for working too hard right <laughs> oh shit that's crazy all right guys yeah. well here we are advanced cool. tactics wrapping up this talk uh and uh and getting into 
um, the the overall thoughts and ideas that we have towards this book and wrapping it up. But not before we get a chance to thank our sponsors. Sponsors, sponsors, sponsors. Hello, guys. Are you looking for a cozy environment? Are you sick and tired of eating the same old garbage out of your uh, kitchen, doing all those dirty dishes, going to the store? Come over to Haas Culture and grab a uh, delicious hamburger served with a smile. Located 1121 Del Paso Boulevard. You can find us at HaasCulture.com as well as on Instagram at HaasCulture. See you soon. Natural Defense, the best nature has to offer in hand sanitizers with jojoba, vitamin E, and other vital essential oils. Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, we got to record that. Say that again one time. Run it back. Run it back. Run that back. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, one of the, uh, I think it's a four hour work week, um, principle is when you have a business idea, you want to verify it with as many of your friends as possible. And if you're getting 80%, you know, positive, uh, reception to that idea, that's how you know it's a good idea. Um, and with this podcast, man, I've, I've told so many people, not only about the current book we're reading, the next book we're reading or about the podcast thing themselves. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, I want to get in it. I've been wanting to do a podcast. I want to do this book reading. And it's that action and following through and then finding the right people, uh, to help make it happen and, and building the right team. And I think that's what we got here, guys. We got it, man. That's right. We got it. All right. And here we are. Uh, final segment. The advanced tactics, how to go from being merely good to being truly great, and the uh, the epilogue of this uh, this great tale. <clears throat> and I think we uh, I mentioned it a little bit in the last section here, but the uh, the secret to maximizing your odds of success is to choose the right field of competition, right? Um, and understanding what you're truly good at and what comes easy to you is what you want to focus and bet your skills on. Um, and for myself, right, I, uh, it goes back to the podcast I did with Ulysses about my life and, uh, you know, doing an audit of what skills I had and what separated me from the crowd um, was A, the enjoyment of learning chemistry, but then B, it's that how difficult it came for everyone else. And that being said, I think I got a C plus in that AP chemistry class. But that's what I bet all my chips on because A, and I enjoyed it. It was satisfying to learn something that was really difficult. Mm-hmm. But then B, all the things I learned in that class and, 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 and spent so much time learning it, sure, I didn't get the A. But when I started taking those classes in, in college, bro, I breezed through it. And I was setting the mark because I truly enjoyed it and wanted to learn it and know these, these laws that govern the way the world works mm-hmm. and how matter interacts. So, um Ultimately, for myself, it's, uh, you know, challenging myself in, the, in an area where I know I can succeed um, and, and putting efforts towards bettering and learning more mm-hmm. is what's going to keep me in the game. So that's that's personally what I know uh, about myself. But, you know, everyone's yeah. different in their own right. Yeah. I believe that in order to get to that level of self-awareness, right, where you where you are able to put yourself in the right um, field right of competition or, or whatever it may be is we first have to go through an, a time where we just and, and this never changes this, this is not just a one time thing but where we try a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and seeing if it's for us okay we're we interested we, we keep going down that path a little bit more we're not okay we move on to the next thing and um, that comes from constant action and, and that way you don't waste your time if it's not for you you move on 
and then if the next one is for you cool you pursue it and i think that's what don figured out if i you know correct me if i'm mm-hmm. wrong but you figured out that you were willing to fail and fail and fail in chemistry not 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 like literally right getting an f but you got a c plus and then the next time it just got easier and easier but you were able to realize that you wanted to be in that field you wanted to keep doing that thing and because of that because of you staying in that field you just got better and better at it well and right and and that logic at 17 uh you know led me down the same path in, in being uh, self-aware to un- understand okay this is the playing field as i know it and mm-hmm. i'm going to steer in this direction but here i am today as a startup business owner not doing anything related to chemistry other than yeah. talking about the science of my products but yeah like it, it's that awareness in the moment to take whatever positives you can from that time situation that time experience mm-hmm. and then equip yourself towards your future direction mm-hmm. that you're trying to go towards yeah and it the crazy part is i always tell people i'm like start with like what do you what do you like to do and i'm not saying like like what do you want to do and i'm not saying for the rest of your life i'm just saying like right now right mm-hmm. based off right now start there and you never know where it's going to take you right obviously like you right in your example chemistry now you're a business owner right so and and it's not, I guess, about the destination. It's all about the journey. And, and it, it is like a cliche thing, you know, that you always hear. But because it, it's true, you just don't know where you're going to end up. You start with something and, and you know, you find yourself a, a, at another moment doing something that has nothing to do from where you started. But it's that process, that in-between process that's fun and that you should really bring enjoyment and get enjoyment out of it. Well, and like you were saying earlier, it's the how and the why, right? So it's not about the science. That's just the the what Mm. and the when, you know, but how you went about that, making the decision, why you made the decision, why you were there, you know, those are all things that you could take with you everywhere into each situation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think for everyone in their own life, there's definitely moments that you can kind of reflect on, but it's... It's where you identify the thing in the gray, the thing in the dark that no one else can see, and then believing in yourself strongly enough to go towards that, and then when you do capture that and seize it, mm-hmm. that you are ultimately right. Yeah. Now, and you don't say that to, you know, your parents or to your friend to, you know, rub it in their face, but to yourself. That's that's where that's going to come satisfying. It's where you're going to get that reward, that immediate mm-hmm. reward in a believing yourself uh, when you're when you see these things, but then also when you get there and know that you're right to continue to believe in yourself towards the direction that you know you want to go yeah because i mean ultimately in that journey you're going to be your own worst enemy for sure right so how don was saying it is proving it for yourself and and proving it to yourself and and proving yourself wrong because you know there will be times and and you'll you know people you'll come to the realization that you are your worst enemy you know you're you're, but you're your best friend and you are your own worst enemy you know you'll come into this world by yourself and uh you know you'll leave by yourself that's right that's why you got to have a good relationship with yourself exactly uh that this whole book is about integrity yes you know Mm. being that laser beam of focus so that you could be so efficient and not just broad spectrum nothing's really getting done you can't even see the light anyway mm-hmm. one of the huge gems that i pulled out of this i stopped what i was doing put it down re- found a pen and paper and wrote it down mm-hmm. was <clears throat> he says depending on what you're doing you have to have a different option right so if what you're doing is working very well for you exploit 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 if you don't really know what you're doing and you're kind of still you know you're green in an area you're you know then you want to explore 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 
And so that kind of helps you find that niche. Um, I thought that was key. No, for sure. And again, that's if you are currently winning, you exploit, exploit, exploit. If you're currently losing, explore, explore, explore. Mm -hmm. When you find that that gold nugget that's out there, um, that either A, your skill set equips you so well to win, or you know, you're in an opportunity where you can get the most out of that situation, we'll run with it 100% until that, mm -hmm. that well is dry, right? Yeah. But if you're currently losing, keep your options open, be flexible, continue mm -hmm. to um, stay confident in yourself to not fall into a trap that's bad, but to you know, stay vigilant and be ready to pounce on that next gold nugget that might appear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that brings us into the, the, the second chapter summary, right, uh, of the Goldilocks rule, you know, which, which states that humans experience peak motivation when working on tasks that are right on the edge of their current abilities and, and just staying on your toes, really staying on your toes because, you know, it's very easy to, I guess, get complacent or, you know, when things are going right, you know, stop, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think you get in the habit of, of, um, of just getting settled or, or just getting too comfortable and then when it is uh, when it comes time to pivot you know you don't have that motivation to explore 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 the greatest threat to success is not failure but boredom if you're so not true yeah if you're not motivated to complete what's in front of you if you're not motivated to get out of bed um you know and tackle these tasks towards the end identity that you want then you a don't really want it but then b you're you're in it for the result and not for the path that's going to take you there. That's going to get you through those obstacles that ultimately build that, that confidence and that, that will to continue to power through and get mm -hmm. towards where you're trying to go. That's right. I mean, hu humans are creatures of uh, novelty, you know, mm -hmm. like after the mystery wears off, we're like, ah, what's next? I want to squeeze the juice out of something else, you know. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of this book, as you read it and read it again, is you could find ways to build novelty into a mundane task. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, one of my favorite examples of that is there's two guys building a wall in the hot sun and the first guy's like, Hey, what are you doing, man? He's like, uh, I'm building this wall out here. It's backbreaking work. I hate it. I'm getting paid nothing. Like, you know, yeah. rah, rah, rah. And the second guy's like, Hey, what you doing, man? He says, um, Oh man, I'm building the most beautiful cathedral in the whole world. You know, yeah. it made, you know, it's, it's hot out here and X, Y, Z, but man, it's just going to be so magnificent because he was tied you know, brick by brick to the long game. Mm -hmm. Well, and that, that long game there is what's going to get people behind your cause of what you're doing. Uh, and we'll, we'll take this place as an example, Haas Culture, at Haas Culture, 1121 Del Paso Boulevard. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, the cool thing about anyone that comes through these doors, and I've brought in a handful, a number of my friends here, is they all see the same vision without even say, speaking to Graham once. You know, and that's that's how you know that you're 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 working towards an end goal that's ultimately successful mm -hmm. when that vision is clear to everyone that comes in. And and not only do they see that, but they also try to add to the success, the end success, however they can, whatever mm -hmm. they can add to the, the end goal or to the mission that's being, um, you know, that people are that they see is that they just, you know, they go out of their way to help. Well, thank you, man. We try to make a cozy environment over here, you know, but it just, it goes back to the principles in the book here. I mean, it's, especially when it comes down to building a restaurant, I think that there's uh, four pillars there. There's uh, product, price, service, and atmosphere. Mm -hmm. 
mm. you know, because context is so important, you know, and so um, and that goes with anything that you're doing, your branding, you know, what clothes you're wearing. People help me all the time make better decisions in all kinds of areas. That's right, man. Uh, it, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and then anyone can work hard when they're motivated. It's the ability to keep going when they excite that isn't exciting that makes a difference. That's hitting that rep in the gym, you know, going to the gym when you're not trying, you know, when you know you wanted to sleep in and hit the snooze button is yeah. where the real wins happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the quote. I think it is Winston Churchill that, uh, that says the key is to, you know, remain optimistic from failure to failure. Yep, it is. And it, I guess maybe in the context of the book, it, it is maybe not from failure to failure, but it is just from from action to action at the end of the day because the more you do that action, you know, how it, how it states, the more boring it gets. So remaining optimistic and remaining motivated, you know, is key. Well, and I think the, the unspoken... Uh, you know what 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 ha- helps that that principle stay true right mm-hmm. and, and i think the easiest thing that ties to is business right but mm-hmm. you go through you know your first start- startup and fail your first idea and fail it doesn't even get off the ground and it's that continual action process of refining gaining the skills that help you level up to become that better entrepreneur next time around that that experience helps you making those decisions that might be critical at the time and where you're good you know the right decision is going to either help a make or break your business it's just the repeating of that that helps fine-tune your decision-making protocol and 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 being able to identify the things that other people don't see is what that optimism really hinders is because when you leave job a going to job b even though you're not getting paid from job a what you take with you is the experience And that's something that you could enter the opportunity with that mindset, you know, like whatever the outcome is here, I'm trying to sponge up as much information and do the best job as I can so that I don't want to wait, squander this, whether it's a awesome opportunity or just a a learning lesson along your way to get to your goal. Mm. You know, um, that really helps frame the situation, um, which uh, leads into one of my favorites on here, which is uh, professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. Um, that also reminds me of the other one about the professional that says um, amateurs practice until they can play it. Professionals practice until they can't mess up. Mm. Or something along those lines. Not like that. That sounds right. I mean, I haven't heard of that one, but, I, you know, I like it. I like it. Well, and I think uh, this uh, this last chapter, I think, really is beautifully written the way um, – the way the whole book is set up is it takes everything you just learn and flip it up on on top, uh, like inverse it and make and flip mm-hmm. it on top of its head, right? And the title of the, the last chapter of the book is the downside of creating bad habits, right? We'll start from the side. The upside of creating habits is that we can do things without thinking. The downside is that we stop paying attention to the little errors. Now, mm-hmm. you spend so much of your time going towards creating this identity that you want to be, whether that's the guy that's in shape whether that's uh, the business owner that's creating the successful business. Well, the downside of both of those things is, right, the guy that's in super shape and works out all the time never gets to enjoy food, never gets to enjoy, um, you know, enjoying a, a weekend where you're not doing shit and you're hanging out with your friends on the couch, but you're spending so much of your time focusing on getting that end result where staying flexible and fluid in the situation um, and when you don't meet that end goal that you're going for, that you're okay with it, right? 
And in business, when you're spending so much of your time becoming that, that successful business owner, what you're sacrificing is friends and family. What you're sacrificing is the free time to go enjoy nature and things that mm-hmm. the people that uh, that aren't doing these things get to enjoy, right? And that's that's the the inherent cost to that identity you're trying to become. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think the sacrifice, you know, varies from person to person. You know, you, you get to choose, right? Um, uh, I, don't, I forgot how the example goes, right? But, like, you obviously have to, it gives you, like, five different, you know, areas of your life and you have to like cross out two if you want to be like you know super successful or like you know successful people cross off one or two you know um but yeah i mean it is knowing what the the cost of the opportunity is and you know being okay with it and you know going from there one of my favorites is uh this guy just got done listening to the most beautiful piano concerto he walks up to the pianist afterwards and he says man i'd give anything to play like that the guy goes oh yeah you practice six hours a day for the last 25 years? He goes, no, I, I don't think I'd do that. And he's like, we well, can't play like this. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I'm saying? And that's the cost of that of that reward, right, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, and most people won't do it. That's the thing. And even the people that do want it, they don't really want it because yeah. they're not willing to put in that work, right? Yeah. They're not willing to, you know, I see it with, with business partners, right, as my experience. It's... You know, in theory, it sounds great. Yeah, having this this income stream and getting out of the nine to five and all these other things, but it's the real cost that comes with that. It's it's coming home after days of work and spending time in, you know, editing your SEO or writing the blog posts and doing those extra things mm-hmm. that will make your business. But you're just you, you're you're fascinated with the idea of the outcome rather than the getting into doing the things that are going to get you towards the end goal yeah um and uh, it, it ties back to what we talked about earlier is a lot of people fall in love with the idea of doing something rather than doing it and um, something that i always kind of remind myself is you know be careful what you wish for you know because sure. you know, it might actually happen oh shit so yeah and the interesting thing um you know, we, we come down to this last bit here. So reflection review is a process that allows us to remain conscious of your performance over time, right? And we, we've talked about, you know, staying aware and reflecting and reviewing. Um, but that awareness helps you, you know, as soon as you turn that third li- that third eye on on yourself and, you know, help remember what it was like prior to you being in that situation and what drove you and what made you you know make the decisions you made and then post it when you're in this new environment you know ultimately what that awareness in both of those different areas are going to help you better understand yourself towards the next new environment that you see yourself in three months six months to a year to continue towards that big identity that's a five ten year goal very true very true um, and I think all that just helps you stay more proactive and less reactive. I mean, just to make decisions from a better place um, with more tools. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. No, I um, I don't know. I don't know if both of you have read The Power of Now, but the the way I like it in that book, or no, it was actually the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. It was base your action off principle you know not feeling or emotion right because principles at the end of the day it is what it is so you know that's not going to change but um yeah a a lot of people 
you know, not, and we're all guilty of this is taking action or, or doing something based off emotion. And that sometimes can get us in difficult places. So true. Oh, go ahead, Don. No, what were we, we going to say? Oh, I just going to say that emotional piece. I mean, that's just a, a really hard one to get around. And I found that just uh, going into the emotion is the fastest way to get through an unpleasant emotion. And um, mm-hmm. just the whole framework and everything we've talked about here um, applies to that just as much as business or anything. Else. I mean, that pretty much is what we're doing. But uh, but just giving you more agency, you know, um, through those emotional swings uh, through mm-hmm. systems. Well, absolutely. And, and uh, this this uh, one of the last things they talk about here is, uh, you know, the true, um, you know, the downside of creating a good habit. Right. The the ultimate anchor of that North star for all of us is, is that identity we want to become right. And that mm-hmm. identity uh, is crystal so much in your head, but in reality uh, it's something completely different. So I'm going to go through the examples they have here, right? Uh, the identity of I am an athlete, right? You want to be that star player really it becomes the type of person who is mentally tough and loves a physical challenge. Those are the real, that's the real value of being the athlete is that you're willing to ment- push yourself through mentally tough situations and loving that physical challenge, right? Same thing with uh, I am the CEO really translates to I am the type of person who builds and creates things. And that, that ability of really seeing truly for what it is uh, instead of the status or the symbol that you think you're becoming is ultimately what's going to keep you in the game but then b when say your goals change or you're having a really you're you're striving so much to be you know get your business to the next level but then it fails on you well it's okay because you're someone that continues to build things and you put yourself in a new arena you're going to thrive well because of the skills that you gain from the time that you were building that business and then the time you come to the next one you'll remember it that much better and the reasons why you failed because of the pain that it caused and how that's going to be sunk into your brain for the rest of your life. It's about getting back up, not falling down, guys. That's big time. To close it up real quick, uh, let's read that that quote that, that we've been waiting to read. That's right, and this is from the masterful Lao Tzu. Men are born soft and supple. Dead, they are stiff and hard. Plants are born tender and pliant. Dead, they are brittle and dry. Thus, whoever is stiff and inflexible is the disciple of death, and whoever is soft and yielding is a disciple of life. The hard and stiff will be broken. The soft and supple will prevail. That's what I meant. That's right. Stay flexible. <laughs> stay flexible. Stay aware. Reflect on everything. And, uh, you know, take those atomic habits to your real life and start applying it on a day-to-day basis towards the identity you want to come and we're wrapping it up with that once again we'd like to thank our sponsors haas culture for hosting us and providing some great coffee and tea and also some burgers as well some burgers little cozy fireplace yes sir and natural defense for cleaning your hands and keeping them nice and uh you know disinfected But ultimately, we want to thank you, the listeners. We hope everyone got some value out of it. Different perspectives. uh, You know, hopefully it motivates you to, you know, really think about what you're reading and and share it with other people. Because why? The best way to learn is to teach. Yes, yes. 
That's right. And if you really maybe learn something new or really feel like you you got some value out of it or just at the end of the day enjoyed it, um, it means the world to us. If you can leave a review, let us know what you think, a download, or just even listening to it um, even goes a, a like. long way. A like, follow us. Um, that means the world to us and, and we can't thank you enough. And this is just the start. So definitely we have a lot more to come and um, we can't wait to share that with you guys. Oh, absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, I, I wish I said this earlier, but ultimately if no one listens to this, I'm all right because I enjoyed, you know, the time spent into reading this book and then organizing our thoughts and putting it together. But, um, you know, I think because the enjoyment I'm getting from it, I know other people can get it there too. And that's ultimately what's going to get people in the game. I think that's the cherry on top. You just talked about everything we've discussed today. You know, like regardless of the situation, the work that you put into taking action Mm -hmm. made you a better person and now you get to enjoy the benefits. That's right. All right. But I do hope you listen. And share and like and share us out all over the place. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> well, that was Atomic Habits by James Clear. <laughs>